Yes. Yo, okay. Welcome to the Hundy Thou podcast, or is it called that? Uh, it is for now. We'll reveal. We'll, we'll reveal it. Might have a name change. Big name Might change. Might have a name change. Might have a name change. Fucking brand change, y'all. Brand change, y'all. Yeah. Um, that'll be a surprise coming up. Yes. Well, I want to get back from my, my vacation here. If you're watching the YouTube channel, I'm in uh, Hawaii. Are you in Maui? You smoking some Maui Wowie? Whoa! <laughs> you're in New West. Your home, beautiful. Dude, yeah, I'm in the New West Minister. Well, that's not very like British the old, of you. Not the old Westminster. The newest of the Wests. Yeah. Fuck man, yo. Okay, yeah. so top of the morning to you. This weekend album just dropped. Don FM, incredible. That's my review. That's your review. Incre- In- incredible. Incredible. Yo, I I swear to God, it dropped like maybe a couple days ago, or the first time I heard it, I w- listened to it like fifteen times over. I think. Really, I've been real oh, obsessed. Man. I don't know. I I think it's because it's like the the honey drop 80s sound with all like that weird like electronic like synthesizer shit on top of it is like just hits me perfectly that's exactly what i like so how are you how are you listening to it headphones big speakers all over the place okay so i walked around in the woods listened to it on headphones i drove to my friend's house listened to it in the car i'm at home i got some nice speakers in my house listening to it on that like everything i've listened to it on okay how about you? Okay, how are you feeling about it? You're a little pensive. A little pensive? No, man. I just have I I have FOMO. I'm very I'm very jealous because I know too well the joy of a true earworm where you're just listening to an album over and over again where it hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I'm jealous. I'm straight up jealous of you, dude. Because <laughs> that's a hard feeling, man. That's like I was man, surprised. That, that's a gift, bro. That's I, a I gift. loved I loved After Hours, but I felt like it was um two all over the place like you know you had yeah. blinding lights was like 80s and then you had like mm-hmm. trappy ballads and stuff like mm-hmm. that it was like it, that wasn't a bad thing i mean it was good to have variety but like this one just like slipped into the 80s vibe and just like rocked with it the whole just time stay there it yeah did. and man that's just hitting me hard i'm like fully in- invested yeah so i wish get maybe get a little bit of my drip off you know of like feeling so good <laughs> well there's man i i Honestly, because I we talked about this a while ago, not a while ago, a couple of days ago, about this album, and I uh, I was like, oh, I've never heard it, but I actually have heard "Take My Breath" on the radio a lot. Oh, it's already rocking the radio. It is, yeah, of course and it is a banger. I, I it, it's a huge banger. Yeah, but I just uh, assumed it was a single, and because it was, it's yeah, it's fantastic. I mean that on that album, I think I think that's definitely his strongest chart track. Yeah, maybe. Um, blinding, you know, blinding lights. I think broke all. Uh, what was it? I think it was like the number one song in the history of the Hot 100. Let's, let's look it up. Billboard. Right yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna try to keep talking while you look it up. You yeah. Keep talking. Up? Yeah. No, keep talking. Okay. So like it, that one smashed records. Um. So I, it's gonna be near impossible to beat that. But if he does do it, then I think this is the album to do it. To be honest. Cause like he took basically that one thing was such a smash hit. He's just like, I'm going to make a whole album like that. And it's like retro, but at the same time, futuristic, like, uh, there's one Oh, one Oh tricks point. Never. I think his name is <laughs> he, uh, he worked on the soundtrack for uncut gems, which weekend was in. And I'm assuming that's maybe how they met. Um, so that guy's on this album he's like a, a deep, like electronic guy, which I've never got into too much, but you could totally tell how he's brought that to this album. Cause it's like very mm. synth, like, 
heavy but 80s you know it's oh there's yeah there's there's a, a wide gamut of 80s influences it's fantastic uh just to side note uh blinding light has officially been crowned the all-time number one song in history and in, in history on the billboard For, single charts isn't that Oste insane? ousting chubby checkers the twist <laughs> <laughs> finally god damn it but yo that's that blows my mind i didn't like i'm I know the weekend's popular, but to do something like that—that's pretty insane. Little little nerdy fucking teddy bear from Toronto, man. Yeah, and that's another thing. Okay, wow. so like, um, I got into him on his first album, which was also incredible, but way more moody and different. But he's just like stepped into the fucking Michael Jackson spotlight. He just like pushed Michael Jackson out and was just like, "I'm now Michael Jackson of the modern <laughs> times." You know, look like, at me. And, look yeah, at me. Just, I am the Michael Jackson now. Then he probably just dropped his fucking thriller just now. You know, like this is an incredible record. And I'm, I'm just blowing because I'm a fan. I can't feel my face. Yeah, that's from way back when he was that kind was of huge. shit. That's the thing too. He was huge, but that song's fun. It's not like incredible. But bro, here's the thing. Um, because just just something you touched on, because you said like he was way more like weird and dark, did you say? Or like yeah, just now. But this is the thing I, I think has been the weekend's success is that he's never really gone away from that. He's True. only ch changed his production value. Yeah. He's still kind of like a nasty guy. The, well, the contradiction of the weekend is that he is like one of the most beautiful voices of all time in pop music. And yeah. yet there's such a profound sadness to it. Not only in, I think, his kind of tone, like his keys, like how he sings. Mm -hmm. It's very haunting almost, almost Listen. ghostly. Yes. But he, the content is also, it's almost of like a, a nihilistic, profound sadness yeah. that, that he kind of talks about almost, he wallows in the shallow. So he's deep in the shallow, if that makes sense, because yes. he sings about like, doing cocaine and having these kind of r shitty relationships and he, he mm -hmm. kind of stays in that he sits in that kind of almost cheap thrills yeah he relishes in it in he a weird way you know and yeah his earlier albums are more kind of the r&b straight up r&b with and he had this beautiful voice but he was grimy like what you were saying he was talking about doing yeah. coke and just like having well, sex and but all his songs have been like that in a sense the whole time and and whether it's more poppy or 80s synth or you know whoever well, even to think with. even to think that i can't feel my face was a massive hit is funny because it's talking about cocaine and uh and like uh even on a song called reminder of starboy he talks about that where he's like yeah. i just won a teen choice award for a song yeah. about getting high off a bag of blow basically he's just like yeah I'm not, well even like, starboy not... his whole starboy yeah. is, is is a woman cutting uh cutting uh uh key cutting lines of coke on like a on an ebony glass table he table. always talks about that yeah <laughs> he's but, always talking um, about doing lines off of tables and shit but the thing about that though is that i think his genius is that the shallow becomes complex do you know what i mean like it's not just like oh he just sings about doing coke it's like well but in his in his character and in his what he's actually expressing it's almost this weird like profound sadness like mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like and so it's like it's not that he's just like yeah i'm doing coke and this shit's cool it's like 
he's almost this trapped soul. It's like a tragic character. He's a tragic character. He's, yeah. you know, and especially now since he, I mean, he's the number one selling artist of all time. That's the he, crazy thing. If this record does uh, like bigger numbers than After Hours, this is like a breakup record almost. There's like profound sadness all over this record. I'm not sure if you heard the whole thing from front I to did. back, but I did. Yeah. It's all about, it's all about sadness. Yeah. Uh, it's like, my, my favorite track on it was Out of Time, which uh, amazing. Is, yeah. I believe is, it, and I was listening to it, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a super. It's a super city pop almost vibe." Yep. And it is. There's, a, there's it a is sample. It is sampled from city pop. It's yep. a city pop. Uh, Mary T- Mara Tomoko, I think. But yeah. anyway, uh, any you guys can look it up. I don't know. But anyways, yeah. it's cool. That's I mean, uh, so it's all about. I don't know if it was Bella Hadid. I don't want to get too Entertainment Tonight Canada yeah. or <laughs> hey, or do we? Um, imagine or Selena Gomez. You <laughs> hmm. imagine versus. Imagine us two on ed- the entertainment tonight, Canada like gossiping and shit. Yeah, just taking over, just kicking the door down from Rick Campanelli's fucking office, picking <laughs> picking his fucking five foot four ass up, yeah, just shock bitch. put him out. Yeah, yeah. this Undertaker <laughs> fucking tombstone Rick Campanelli, <laughs> fucking yeah, just toss him out. Yeah, entertainment tonight. Uh, that's our comfort zone. That's where we want to be. That's our goal. Yeah, manifest yeah. it. Like mainstream gossip rag bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Mark and Chris, Hundy Thal on the entertainment tonight. Fucking (laughs) newsstands everywhere. But yeah. um, Yeah. I think that's. uh, Fuck. I kind of got lost, but. Yeah. Out of time. You're talking about out of time. City pop. And it was a great track. Your favorite one. Great track. Yeah. Great track. Um, He has a Quincy. I thought the Quincy Jones excerpt was really cool. Interesting. Listen to listen to Quincy Jones talk. Nice little, nice little excerpt. Um, it feels like it's a parallel also to like uh, Weekend's life, you know, because the way he uh, Quincy talks about his relationship with women because of his mm-hmm. mother and shit like that. It was just mm-hmm. like it was like a bit of like pulling back the curtain a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I don't know if uh, I think he's said this before, but like the Weekend is a character that Abel's created. Like there might yeah. be some parallels of reality to it too but like the the whole thing you're saying like the self-indulgent cokehead sad boy kind of thing which is very toronto mm-hmm. also <laughs> you know like nav and shit and like drake but yeah um is like a bit of a character and and potentially this is the record that he's killing that character off because like the concept of this record is that this is the radio that people are listening to while they're in like their car and they're heading towards a bright light and it's basically death, I suppose. You know, like that's obviously the obvious parallel. Well, and the cover album is—I mean, he's like an old man. He's like, old. yeah. So I'm wondering if he's killing off the character weekend, and then maybe after that, we'll see what happens. Oof. Who knows? That'll be dude. trippy. Yeah. Sad on this Boy record, City. he's doing—he's doing like British accents and shit, like old new wave shit. You know, like on that first. That was really funny. <laughs> that first song on Gasoline when he's like, you're like, oh damn, this is new, but it's cool. It's new. Yeah. Uh, Yo, hey man, take everybody. Risk. If you like Weekend, definitely listen to this. If you don't like him, maybe give it a shot. Maybe this will be the one that touches you. Well, I just think, man, yeah, exactly. And I think that people should take a, people should listen to these music. Like, there, you know, like, I think it, there's to a, me, it's amazing a, that a new thing came out and I actually like it and I'm, and I'm obsessed with it. Like, I'm not really into new dude, music like that well, too much, you know? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. I mean, I, it's it's touching me perfectly, you know, like not no not sexually, but you know, maybe a little bit. I don't think I can't remember the last album where I just listened to it voraciously front to back. Not that I haven't really this this one I listened to it, I, I liked it, but I mean like fuck I'm I'm still jealous of you, man. That's such a that's <laughs> such a hard feeling. 
I think half of it is like I'm in a sad boy mode, so it's like really yeah. pulling those strings just perfectly, you know. Like, <laughs> you got a one way ticket to sad boy city, my friend. Hey, that's where I'm at right now. Look at this yeah. ocean and these trees. I'm a sad boy. Ba 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 ba. Got my Gucci shit on, trying to look fresh, you know. Like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> got my like weird hat. Hell yeah. Um, anything else happening out there in the world? I don't. Fuck, pay I watched. I watched every single Harry Potter movie. Yeah, well, yo, what was up with that? Okay, you hit me with that being like, yo, have you seen the Harry Potter movies? I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> no, You're just like, and why? <laughs> left on red. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it was kind of funny because like, so what prompted that? Did was Tina like, have you ever seen these? And you're like, no. And she like made well, you she watch was them. watching. She was watching the fucking 20 year reunion. Oh, like on what? On a show? There's a like documentary. Yeah, no, okay. it's on like Netflix. It's like a documentary about it. And I was watching it. And then I'm like, fuck, I, I got to just watch these. I have no idea what's going on. And I'm like, I never liked the Harry Potter movie. I never really gave a shit about Harry Potter. Yeah. I met that cusp as an old millennial where I was like 13, 14 when the first Harry Potter book came out, but I was already uh, too old, like, which is weird, but like maturely, because I was like, I want cool shit. Like, I want, I like wrestling and I like Lord of the Rings and like badass fantasy. I don't yeah. want to, I don't care. I don't give a shit about, like, I want That's... wizards to be some like badass person fighting demons not like a little child wizard being a little, yes, well that's the reality I, like i i was gonna say like that missed me because i was too old when it came out but yo there's people our age that fucking they read that it. shit so this is i don't think it's an age thing but i think it's like you had come from the hobbit from real deep pure shit. fantasy yeah, yeah. and then High like fantasy. this little like fucking superficial shit version just came out and everyone like was loving it and you're like yeah. fuck that oh <laughs> like, i'm from hufflepuff yeah for me it was always like uh i will I cast to, my like, wiggledy woggledy <laughs> wand on you i i remember when it first came out my sister who was like seven at the time was like reading it and i was like you know what i should read this book this will be a great opportunity to like bond with my sister and read this book together and then i read like two pages and i was like fuck this and i like just gave up and i felt like that was maybe a missed opportunity shout out natalie if you're listening to this sorry <laughs> um but uh it's, but so then after that i was like i'm ignoring that and then like just a few years ago, I used to help my friend do like a comedy show in Montreal. Shout out James Brown, if you're listening. Um, and James then uh, called Squad Laughs. Shout out Squad Laughs, if anyone knows what that is. Um, and then um, I remember these people, like he he's 21 at the time, and like most of his friends were that age. And they would be doing these comedy sketches like, I'm more of a Hufflepuff kind of guy, and you're more of a Slytherin, kind of these jokes like that. And I'm, everyone's laughing their ass Whack. off, and I'm just like... I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? This is one of those moments where I'm just like not part of what's going on. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. And then I never had the interest to. Yeah, but you know what though, dude? It's that whole shit where it's like, it's not even really... The fucked up thing about Harry Potter is... And I think why we can't connect it because like... It's this weird thing where I think people read it and they're like, I'm an outcast too, but I'm secretly the best right the one you know what i mean and it's like school's a safe zone and it's like i think it was for people who like were good at school like do you know what i mean like i don't think <laughs> it was really? made for people like us because it's like harry potter goes to school and it's like oh, he works finds hard friends and works hard and you know he grows up and him and his friends mature and solve fucking mysteries and all this crazy shit happens and but it's always based around them going to school and them feeling family and shit and i felt like i just didn't like school whatsoever and i thought academia was dumb 
Because it, yeah. <laughs> it all takes place Real, more or less at a I feel the same. school, dude. It's true, actually. It's like, like I don't care about their damn like college years. You know, this is Saved yeah. by the Bell college years. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's not a, it's not escapism. Like other fantasies, like or like it's like world building where you're literally like you have to like use a part of your brain to like be like, oh, I'm in a completely alien world. Yeah, Harry, but you Harry like, Potter is a real world, but then they just have know what it is man stupid it's, magical stuff in it exactly it's a parallel of climbing the corporate ladder that's what that shit is it's like training yeah. motherfuckers to be like yeah you go to this institution and you slowly get better yeah, and you dude. climb that shit lord of the rings that's a hero's journey through and through that's yeah, a man. person going on a quest out of his comfort zone to a whole nother world and along the zero way odds. it travels zero odds zero way the whole point the whole reason why lord lord of the rings one or like why why they fucking it's because it was hobbits nobody expected these fucking little hobbits to do anything yeah and they're, they're in a giant world people. straight up that's why right that's but like harry potter's the chosen one and this and that and like i don't like the chosen Vulta, one thing no the chosen one the, the chosen one is a fucking dumb archetype fucking matrix like yeah. almost all of them i guess like i don't Luke like the chosen skywalker one. Yeah. like all this kind of crap because like like you just said it was like more like an underdog like yeah Frodo or what the fuck Bilbo mm. was not the chosen one. Well, it was no. just like some guy that's like, I guess I'll do that if no one else wants to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And then he just happened to do it. They were yeah, like, exactly. There's tales of a of a special Hobbit that's going to bring the ring to the you know that wasn't like that. Yeah. No, and they only survived because of their like throughout the entire series. They all the Hobbits do fantastical things because they're not expected to. Yeah, and that makes it extra special. Do you think yeah. that the one kind of fucks with the uh, the mentality of people in society? Like, do people have like this vague notion that they're the one in their reality, yeah, that's their life? You know Every, I mean? We're like, all the chosen ones in our own in our own play, right? More or less. Yeah, it kind of feeds into that because it's an easy archetype yeah. that you you've grown up with. You could be like, I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There was there was like a, I didn't hate them, but like also like the movies themselves weren't very well made and they were so long and boring because they just stretched them out and mm -hmm. yeah it's just like about kids you're just like oh it's like it's yeah i don't know i, I like how in comparison to all of them because you watch them all i'm guessing almost back to back right like pretty much like you binge them a little bit um how was the alfonso Cuaron one in comparison to the rest was it actually the different alfonso, or did... the alfonso Cuaron one was was good it was, it was pretty alfonso good Cuaron? yeah it had I'm bitter it it also had what's his nuts? Um who's that British actor? What's his nuts? Uh, British actor who's good. The character oh, Alan actor. Rickman? Uh, well Alan Rickman's all and Alan Rickman was actually really awesome in that. Shout out to Alan Rest in Peace. Yeah, yeah, really good. But... And his whole storyline, the whole his thing, he the the fuck then that's what pissed me off about Harry Potter is that they had these characters that were actually more complex and interesting than Harry Potter. But they're they side get, characters. Yeah, then they're side characters. And they're the ones yeah. who actually do all the crazy stuff and like experience all this crazy stuff. Um uh who's that guy? He was Dracula, he was fucking um Oh uh Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is in it. Gary yeah. Oldman's really good. Yeah. Shout out Gary Oldman. Shout out Gary Oldman. Uh, there is a funny thing though, when uh Harry Potter gets the letter, like he's in his fucking house in his normal his uncle's house as a normal kid and he's like kind of like a child prisoner it's actually kind of fucked up he's getting like locked in the basement or locked in an attic or Jesus. he gets locked under the stairs he's of like our life shit. yeah yeah and they and so his address is something 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 but it's in surrey no oh different surrey yeah in england in yeah, Europe. Yeah, 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 but yeah imagine yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine, if, imagine if harry potter was in surrey that'd be sick dude 
has fucking like, like the school is just some rundown run school. I have like a you live maybe closer and go to Surrey more often, but is it really like the stereotype that we all think it is? I think so. No, because Boris fucking lives in a spot like in a nice condo. It's you nice. Know? Yeah, like, it's a guy, a guy we know. Yeah, it's still Surrey though. It's Surrey, Surrey, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What if anyway. he had fucking Harry Potter had just fucking drinks, had like lip rings and monster drinking monster energy all the time, <laughs> frosted tips and shit. I'm the chosen one. <laughs> Doesn't go to school. Just sure, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Yo, uh, back to Gary Oldman uh, in um, True Romance. I love his character in True Romance. Have you seen that? Oh, movie? he had the white dreads. I just know. He yeah, where he's dreads. like the white dread guy. He's got a gold tooth. Seen, he looks like yeah, a I super seen freak. True, True Romance in a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All right. All right. Let's uh, end this and go watch it. No, no. All right. <laughs> I'm just joking now. Oh man, yeah, but that's what I did. I watched all the Harry Potters. And how did you feel at the end? Were you a fan? Uh, no, I, no, not really. Okay. It was honestly kind of a slog. Hey, sometimes it's nice to reaffirm hatred. <laughs> <laughs> reaffirm hate. <laughs> that's the lesson. Yeah, I need to well, do now, pain. Yeah, well now reaffirm I can, hate. Now I can shit on them because I've with, seen them all with great knowledge. Yeah, with great knowledge, almost better at it. Yeah, they're just exhausting. <laughs> and Voldemort's a bitch. The bad, the bad guy. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> it's a fucking little bitch, man. There's one. It's yeah, I don't know. It's so stupid, and it's weird. All this shit happens, and like all these evil wizards do evil shit, and then like some of them survive, and like it's like nothing happened. This is what pisses me off, man. I don't know. They're not really well, well written. Damn. I don't yeah. think. Well, not to your standards of uh, fantasy, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's all I got, though. Harry yeah, Potter. That's it. All right, shit. All right, I got food poisoning the other day. We finally got to just talking about Harry Potter. Even us, yeah. the ones that hate it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got food I, poisoning. Shit. I ate. A, yeah, I ate a bad oyster. I'm still recovering. That's what it was. Yeah. That's okay. my. Uh, that's my podcast content is shitting Amazing. my pants. Amazing, Dan. That's some deep shit, dude. We're yeah. really dissecting the issues dude, of real today. deep shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, actually, okay, yo, check this. Remember when I sent you that uh, link of people like investment firms buying digital land in the metaverse? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Like, um, I guess this is maybe the new NFT space race type thing of like, what's the new thing that will gain in value that's virtual? <laughs> you know, like that almost has no value, right? Like, like we've created a system where the fact that people think it's valuable makes it valuable. It's pretty twisted. Well, dude, that's money, bro. We don't have a gold standard, the American dollar. That's true. It's worth a lot. It's fucking crazy, bro. I guess this is probably why now you can fuck with these kind of different things. Like also like um, cryptocurrency, which we also talked about, is it's basically like now that we've made money mean literally nothing with no gold standard, you could do different forms of money because there's nothing it's based on. Does that make sense? I'm yeah. just talking on my ass. I'm not smart. I'm not an economics person. I have no clue what the hell I'm talking about, but that's what it seems like on the outside. Well, here's a question. Could you open up a business in the metaverse mm-hmm. where you had acts of bestiality? Would it be uh, bestiality? Oh, because it's not real? Like if you had... Yeah, virtual, virtual, like dog having sex with a woman or something. Like, is that what you're yeah, saying? or like somebody fucking a donkey? Would that be like it's virtual? Well, do you remember back in the day when the internet didn't have rules? 
And yes. then different companies in different countries started to be like, whoa, now we're paying attention to the internet because before we had no clue what it was. And now we're going to start putting on, I guess, like restrictions and such, you know, like, um, I don't know. That's an ethical question. It's very strange. And I don't want to think about. <laughs> well, I'm, I like how I'm, that's the only thing you're thinking about, like, wait a sec, but. But can a dog fuck a girl? <laughs> and like, can a horse fuck a girl in this digital world? And is it legal? <laughs> like, if, but if it was like a digital horse and a digital person, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know. Again, what I don't about glory? How it. would a, how would how would glory holes work in the metaverse? That you just jerk off and watch the image, I guess. Like it wouldn't be real. I like it. You're just going to sex town. Because like, what if you could not- fly into the metaverse? <laughs> And walk into a hook because you can walk around, can't you? I don't really I think know. It's just like is. Second Life, from as far as I've seen from like all the footage of the metaverse, it's basically just Second Life with a like a different platform, basically. Which and Second Life was basically a virtual world that you could log into and you have your avatar and you walk around, you could build houses and buy cans of Coke, like little Sprite fucking menu, like Sprite to Sprite, bro. Yeah, word up. It's that literally that, you know. Like a little image of a can of Coke would be like a dollar or some shit, like in real life. It's fucking weird. Anyway, I think that's a, like I was saying to you before, I think it sounds crazy now, but then you fast forward 25 years and people are just doing it. Like it's actually like integrated into society, you know? Kind of like how social media was. Do you remember, do you remember when Instagram came out? And people yes. were like not really quite sure how to engage with it. And then they were just like using because there was filters. Everyone was using the filters all the time and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then you were just kind of like taking pictures of like your dumb food and like your friends and Those you know, like it was. Ones, it was very. That, well, that's a glory time. Definitely, it was. It was, but it was like very like people didn't understand really why it existed and what they should do with it. And then you fast forward twenty years. I guess when was that? That was I would say about 2010, 2012. Fast forward eight. 10 years and it's like a whole another fucking world you know like it's like how we now communicate most people you know oh bro it's crazy yeah yeah so that's what i'm saying with the metaverse it's like it sounds stupid now or like clumsy and people don't know what they're doing but you give it 20 years and it'll be a fucking full like e-commerce kind of like environment you know what i'm saying like and this is why it's funny when people are like buying this like digital land is because it's like they're trying to get it on the ground floor of something that they think is going to happen. I mean, this could literally not happen, but I think it will. Um, and now there's like a, a fake sense of currency. Like who's even selling the land? Like is Facebook selling the land? Or Meta, what, whatever? What you if know, there's like, like Ponzi schemes? What if there's like bait and switch? I'm guessing there's a whole world. Yeah, it's all speculative kind of bullshit. It's just really interesting to me too, like just watching how technology integrates into our lives like this and and commerce and money and capitalism. What about like Bukaki dents in the metaverse? See, you're asking the real questions, you know? Like I'm trying to talk about culture and you're asking the real deep hard shit. Imagine if you're in the metaverse just in a Bukaki den and you look around and then just see people that you know. Would you feel ashamed? <laughs> I don't know because it would be digital at that point, right? Yeah, I think you would have a completely false character. No one's going to model their own shit off themselves, are they? Maybe some people do. Well, know. that's the thing. I think that you have to in the metaverse. It's all commodified. It's all data mining, right? Yeah, like you create a profile and you upload your license. See, this is the twist. This is why I'm saying this, Chris. You think I'm just gross, but I'm trying to open your mind. Because <laughs> where does 
where does privacy begin? You know, you well, know, we have does to. Does it begin in the Bukaki den, or does it begin in our homes? Privacy begins in the Bukaki den. I assure you, because <laughs> <laughs> I assure you, my friend, because <laughs> like because like it's gonna be commodified. It's gonna be everybody's gonna be, uh, you know, it's gonna be linked like fucking Facebook and all the shit is. It's already we're already in the metaverse, right? With Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Te- technically, yeah, just hasn't we just put a fucking virtual yeah. logo on us. So say there. like we're in there, right? Our profiles are in there, and you're fucking you're trying to fuck a donkey, and then you look around and you have people you know from work are in the fucking bar watching you drinking yeah. their little digital sprite or whatever uh, getting a screen cap and then showing all your friends in real life Dude. and then being like damn see what i did saw see? mark doing in the fucking exactly <laughs> so how do we you know can't have any fun anymore that's the whole point right definitely true i mean when you go into a world like that it's like you're being watched and tracked well what do you think the dark web's going to be like then is it going to be like like moss eisley like the you know what i mean like star wars <laughs> or like some you think that you think it would exist inside the metaverse like that has hilarious. to imagine that just like a fucking i wish it did in a perfect world maybe i mean gain I, access and then like float into this little den of sin you know well, that's it yeah like um i had told you this but like in second life i'd watch a documentary about it and i like kind of followed it a long time ago because i thought it was like really bizarre and interesting um now we're actually getting closer and closer to that but like there was like hackers who were like creating tanks in the second life and driving to cities and just blowing shit up just basically terrorizing there was it was i remember it being framed in these like blog posts as like uh like virtual terrorism or some shit you know <laughs> and it was like you're gonna have those kind of bad actors i think in also the metaverse as well you know like people who are able to like rewrite code and yeah and you need that chaos own, dude yeah you need kind chaos. of a little bit yeah you At least it's chaos. in the virtual world, unless it's yeah. draining your fucking account, like your, yeah. which I'm sure you link your account, to, like your bank account, to this profile. You know, like, are we just going into the matrix? We're just going to set up our like. We're just well, this is it. Oh. It's a rudimentary matrix. It really is, and like, it depends on the technology and how much we will become like involved in it. If the technology sucks and it's not worth being in, then it won't take off. But if the technology is good enough and it keeps people sucked in, then it could actually become some shit. You know. Because they're pretty fun, man. Virtual reality games and like VR headsets are pretty fun to play. But, but you probably just do all the sex ones, right? Like, yeah, you get all the bukkake ones. Yeah, just pure scat, just limp biscuit, <laughs> limp biscuit for the Oculus. Limp biscuit in the house. You know the limp biscuit sex game? I don't. You've sex, never wait. Okay, sex game? are you what? serious, dude? It's twenty. Okay, it's twenty twenty two, and you've never heard of the urban tale of the limp biscuit never are you serious yeah now enlighten me i don't want to tell you dude i don't don't want to tell you now i don't want to look it up dude i don't want to see whatever they're going to show me (laughs) oh man okay well is it like easy to encapsulate come with me chris back to 1998 getting the fucking time cumberland cumberland jr me and a couple friends after watching nookie by limp biscuit on the weekend on much greatest music. songs of all time. We are discussing the song and the potent lyrics. Mm-hmm. So when Fred Durst says, I did it all for the nookie. Mm-hmm. Come on, the nookie. Come on, the nookie. So you, yeah. you can take that cookie. And he says, yeah. Yep. You know what the cookie is? It's not a real cookie. It's not so a my dad's friend, cookie. My, my friend Christopher. Mm-hmm. The, cookie, the cookie he is referring to. Oh, it's is, a penis. In fact... The limp biscuit. What is this now? Fair. Gosh. 
And this is what our friend, one of my friends in middle school would, would regale us with is that a bunch of men gather around in mm. a room. Oh, they come on the cookie. Proceed to masturbate. Yes. Onto the cookie. Oh the last one achieving orgasm and arriving <sighs> Jesus. has to eat said cookie. God help me know. Unless I you like so it. Sorry. Maybe you like it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> unless you, unless Maybe. you like it. So Maybe the guys, there's, a, there's just there's one, one guy holding not, out. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I have to eat the cookie now. <laughs> God, yeah, Jesus Christ. My bad, guys. I got this. Yeah, I can't, allow I can't me. believe this is. I can't believe this is the fourth time in a row that I, <laughs> I've, I've come last. This is wild, time. isn't it? Anyway, I guess I'll just eat it. <laughs> is this a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. So that was called the limp biscuit? That's the limp biscuit, apparently. Damn, I thought it was about like a limp dick or some shit, like something very easy and that obvious. Makes, yeah. but I don't know, man. You know the the urban like urban legend sex things? Like, yeah. Have you ever heard of a rusty trombone or a dirty Sanchez? And it's just like nobody has ever those done are that sex acts that, that yeah. yeah, nobody does those. Well, thanks for telling me and our audience that incredible information that we should <sighs> know. I can't believe you've never heard of the Biscuit before. Yeah. <laughs> That's come and gone. Ages have passed, dude. People are, have been born and died. 9-11 happened? Yo, dude, okay. I avoided two exists? girls, one cup. I avoided I any also, kind of horrifying yes. imagery. Yes. Uh, I don't want to know that. Goatsy? Yeah. What? You avoided Goatsy? You ever I don't got even know what that is. Damn, son. Bro, you, know you don't know what Goatsy yeah, is? Yeah. Goatsy. I've been living in a perfect, like, uh, ignorant hell. So, goatsy.cx was a viral. Me- it was one of the earliest memes, actually, which is kind of fucked up. But this is so, goatsy.cx was uh, essentially an image or an image link that somebody would send you. And as soon as you clicked on it, it would come up to an image of a person, a man, stretching out own anus from behind uh, jesus christ man. and <laughs> leaving the viewer glaring into the heart of darkness it's <laughs> an open <laughs> anal cavity uh and we would send that to people randomly on like school computers oh god just to get them like oh no. to emails yep yeah which is like really fucked up like like See, this is why back in like episode a, two a, you were talking about rose budding this has been like part of your life for eons. Was that episode two? That was episode two. Dude, now we're I on think... 27, bruh. Damn. Yes. That was one whole year ago. Thanks, everybody, for listening still, if you are. <laughs> are you familiar with Lemon Party? Oh, my. Keep them coming. I might as well get them all out of here. Yeah. So lemonparty.jpg was also a link. So you click on Lemon Party and then it opens a link to a bunch of old dudes blowing each other. That's not the worst, to be honest. That's actually not the worst. The more I think the well, gaping that's asshole, old guys, the gaping yeah. asshole is violent. That's a bit like, much. Violence. It's violence. <laughs> yeah, it's violence is a good word for it. But like, that's just a bunch disgusting. of dudes, like older men, pleasuring each other. each other. That's I love that. You know, that's good actually for that. not that bad. Yeah, that's well, that's a wholesome one. I'd, I'd watch that's that right now. Quite whole, yeah, Lemon Party yeah. is actually quite wholesome. Yeah, in the, the goatsy's not. Two girls, Very, one cup. I avoided. I heard about it, and I just. Like, I know. You know. I still don't. I mean, I've seen cake farts before. Like it's Is like somebody just farting on a cake. Yeah, it's like quote unquote hot girls farting on cakes. Nothing really sexual. 
That's just weird. You hear about yeah. that woman who like was selling her own farts and then got like really sick in like balloons or some shit? How? Yeah, and like how did she capture the fart? She uh, was farting like in jars and stuff, and she was farting like hundreds of times a day. And she was <laughs> just like she like fucked her body up. She's making she like, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. But she ate stuff that made her gassy. Is that what's up? Yeah, like she got too gassy. Oh damn! She just like ballooned up and floated away into the atmosphere. Basically. Mm. Yeah, they should have been like harnessing. Can you harness the human fart for like gas? You know how methane gas is like expelled by cows and shit, dude. Can you? This is something we need to fucking do, bro. Yeah, they this need is tubes. A genius of, idea. They need tubes in cows' asses going to a large silo. Just collect all that methane, and then we should be using that to power things. We're fucking geniuses. Well, no, what are we doing here, like two idiots on a podcast, when we have all the answers to dude. everything? I'm just going to tweet Elon Musk right now. Fuck him, Tesla. Up. Say fuck your lithium batteries. Mm-hmm. Fart cars. <laughs> not a smart go. car. We're not talking smart cars Fuck here. a smart car. Give me a fart your car. Fart car. <laughs> uh, it's right that. there. It's renewable energy. It's exactly. right there. That's the green gas we're all not, trying to get to. Yeah, and you get a fucking port, eat a porterhouse, a porterhouse steak, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? And uh, and then you know, and then what's a, a fucking vegan gonna say, huh? What's a vegan gonna, gonna say, say when these say? factory farms are powering your house, huh? What are you gonna say, vegan? I'm gonna say vegan, 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 vegan. Yeah, that's right. Checkmate. Check it, mate. You bacon wins again. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And there's no more room for discussion. That's just the truth. Yeah. Bacon um, on everything. All right, man. I think that is fucking the thing I want to leave everyone on. I don't know about you. If you got more cars, to say. yeah. No, yeah. fart cars, full support. I full think support. Uh, yeah. Um, and cakes, farting on cakes. I'm gonna do that today. There you go. Yeah. Give it. Just spend three hours baking a cake just so I can <laughs> fart, fart on, on it and then throw it in the garbage. Or <laughs> shit my pants because I still have food poisoning. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Peace out then. Peace.